Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ghost Spider Groupies, the podcast dedicated to Gwen Stacy of Earth 65, also known as Spider Gwen and Ghost Spider, where we review her comics, discuss news, and give her opinions about all things Gwen 65. I'm Abigail. And I'm Pax. Uh, I have to apologize that we have been away for so long. Uh, we've had a couple of issues of Spider Gwen come out since we last recorded and released an episode of the podcast um however um a couple of things came up i moved house i moved city in fact and it has been a incredibly busy time period especially with getting my internet and computer set up i have something in place at the moment which means i can record today which is good um but yeah it's been it's been a rough month for time and keeping on top of the podcast i'm i'm not gonna lie and i'm very sorry about the the delay to our reviews for the latest gwen stuff yeah and on the other hand i also got sick it's not covid but i did catch a really bad viral so there were some times i wasn't even able to speak and i was coughing a lot so you know not good for when doing a podcast yeah, that's um yeah, health health always comes first for sure. We've we get we get enough of not being able to take time off from retail jobs, um, let alone our own podcast. So yeah, uh, without further ado, let's get into our week Gwend update. Um we've got a few things to discuss. Beyond the Spider-Verse has been uh to no one's surprise, delayed. Um yeah. I think we pretty much knew it was never going to make the March 29th, 2024 date just because uh, none of the voice cast recorded any of their lines and uh, it was implied that they still needed to animate some stuff. I I actually saw the rumor that they had not yet started production by the time of release on Across the Spider-Verse, uh, like, at all, like... They didn't. They didn't know what they were doing, and that the release date, I think, was incredibly optimistic. I don't. Yeah, there was. I I remember there was one guy on the subreddit who was just kept posting these so many days left to be on the Spider Verse posts, and every single time getting into arguments with people in the comments that it <laughs> trying to insist that it was definitely coming out in March 2024. However, it is not. Um, and honestly, after hearing about how badly worked to the bone these artists who worked on Spider-Verse were, that is probably for the best. I I don't want anybody to be crunched for a film. I don't I don't think it's right. I don't think it's good uh, employment practices. And and I would encourage anybody. Uh, working anywhere really, but working in this kind of environment to to absolutely organize and 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 you know like work to stop this kind of practice because it is, it is really messing up film production across the board. Frankly, in how badly treated a lot of people are. Yeah, this also caused a domino effect in some of Sony's other properties. So as a result, um, all of the other Sony's villain, uh. Spidey villain movies have been pushed to later in 2024. Like, for example, Craven was supposed to be uh, in a couple of months in October, but then it got pushed to uh, late 2024. And but um, curiously, Madam Web has been moved up by two days. 
So instead of um, releasing February 16th, it's going to be released on Valentine's Day. That's really funny. I, I don't... I mean, does that seem like a Valentine's... Re- I don't... That's, that's a choice. I mean, uh, aside from the issues that are specifically plaguing Sony's production, um, there is more broadly in America, the Screen Actors and Writers Guilds are both on strike at the moment. They're both fighting for better pay, better residuals, and uh, specifically protections from AI kind of pirating their faces and persons. And um, I, 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 I might... You know, I'd, I'd, I would love to say that, you know, full solidarity to these people mm. who are fighting for their fair share of the pie. If you look at how much money is made on these projects, how much shareholders and executives get paid, and how small the residuals and streaming services are for actors and writers, I absolutely think these people uh, deserve to get paid. And yeah. if that causes these projects to be delayed because they are striking because these CEOs and executives won't sit down and talk to them, then that is on those CEOs and executives. That is their own fault. Yeah, 100%. Because uh, to let it drag on, and um, there's even this one quote where they're going to let it drag on until members become homeless. Like, that's disgusting. Yeah. There's this awful, awful idea that people need to either have a choice of working themselves um, incredibly, incredibly hard or starving and risking becoming homeless and all of this. Um, That is no way to run a society. Uh, That is no way to run the world. And um, I I endorse any any efforts to to turn back that that tide. Um, It's very inspiring seeing the uh, strikers out there and Los Angeles and Hollywood and such and and um yeah wish wish them all the best it's been um it's honestly um with all of all of the bad news uh, going on that strike is very inspiring yeah 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 full solidarity at 100% pay your workers pay all of your staff say no to ai 100% absolutely yeah. we 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 are we are based based here at ghost spider groupies today um we have other news as well. It's it's a busy news week because it's been so long. Um, so the Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider Omnibus is now on sale. I hear one of one of the co-hosts here may have a copy of this. Yep, I bought mine like literally just last week. So I got the one with um, the Bengal cover because there's three covers for this. There's the Bengal, which is the same cover used for Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider number five from the Maguire era. There's also a variant from Andrew Robinson, which is, I think, also one of their variants from the Maguire era, um, her very first issue, Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider number one. And then... The third one is, uh, and it's pretty much the cover that everyone's probably going to want to get, but it's the uh, variant used for King and Black Gwenum versus Carnage number one by In Hyuk Lee, a very gorgeous Gwenum cover. It's a Gwenum cover. Oh, right. Intre- well, yeah, it's, um, yeah, is it, it's not, it's not as big as the last Omnibus, is it? No, because this one is only collecting um the entire Maguire era, which is uh, uh Spider Gwen Ghost Spider number one to ten, Ghost Spider number one to ten, King and Black Gwenum versus Carnage numbers one through three, and uh the uh Spider Geddon uh video comic, which was uh released I think yeah, five years ago. Yeah, they put that in print. 
plus uh as bonus material i think because they needed enough to make an omnibus they put in mike costa's full web warriors run at the end of the book well that is the web warriors thing is very interesting that is that is a surprise um but yeah it's uh I, I hope the editors had a moment when they were compiling this of just how much they felt short of giving Maguire the run that she deserved because it, it must be a little bit embarrassing to be like, aha, yes, the two eras of Spider-Gwen, the first one and th- this half of one. And it's just, yeah, it's a shame. It's a real shame. Yeah, but I think I kind of understand why they included Web Warriors, mostly because Gwen plays an important part in the book. Yeah, part of me's like kind of paranoid that like Marvel editors are looking at my my reading list and thinking that I'm saying that Web Warriors is essential reading. It it is not. It's 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 it doesn't characterize her very. We've spoken about this book on this podcast. I'm I am shocked they put that in there. There has to be another run they could have chucked in there, but yeah, like it's not it's not it's not it's not even contemporaneous with the Maguire run. Like it's not. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird one. Yeah, they just call it um fla- um I think um the byline for this is like flashback time. I'm just paraphrasing this, but it says um like see Gwen's previous multiversal adventures with the web warriors. Yeah. It's uh it's certainly a choice. Um we have a, a new Spider-Gwen comic that has been announced. Uh we have Spider-Gwen on tour. Uh, a new mini series announced uh, at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. That surprised me. That's that really surprised me. I'm so surprised right now. Um, okay, the the creative team. Uh, it will be written by Melissa Flores, and it will have art by Enid Balam, uh, and it will go on sale in December of this year. Um, and we have been introduced to some very fine cover art by who 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 drew this, Abigail? Um, I like how um it seems like this is a way for one Mister David Nakayama to get paychecks. Oh dear, yeah. Um, so he is he is on it. He is um yeah he's gonna stay with the um uh with 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 this series. He's on cover duty. I don't. Yeah, like he has stayed. With every miniseries, like Gwenverse, Shadow Clones, and now On Tour, all have these cheesecakey David Nakayama covers. I will say there is a marginal improvement. He's no longer drawing Gwen wearing ballet flats. Um, so there is that. Hey, that was one time. Uh, yeah, it was the one time. Uh, but it was also the most recent time until this yeah. art came out. So there is that. Um and uh yeah there hopefully right this is going to be a bit more grounded in earth 65 and gwen's musician sort of background um it looks like they are dropping the clone gimmick it's not going to have weird clone shenanigans in it um so i'm very glad for that yeah according to melissa flores yeah this does take place on earth 65 but she said that um that strangely where Gwen feels at home is not Earth-65. So that would mean that she would feel at home elsewhere. So 
um this series where like she's forced to stay on earth 65 to go on tour with the band it kind of fleshes out her relationship with the mary janes and what it's like to be essentially just back home for a little while yeah i mean i'm i'm pumped for this i just i worry that with it being another mini series and this one is even shorter right this is a four issue mini series we've had two five issue ones is it two five yeah one verse five yeah Going first was five, so we've just had two five. This is only going to be four issues, and I just worry that we're into it. We we we're like well into this period of very disjointed continuity between pieces of Spider Gwen media that are saying very contradictory things um, about her relationships, like with the Mary Janes, like with um, her presence on Earth sixty five. Like I don't feel that some. Like honestly, a lot of the people writing this are not—they're not reading the books that have yeah. just come before. Like no, I don't—I <laughs> just hope that Melissa Flores did her homework when she's introducing, um, because it's advertising, um, new takes on old favorites. So I'm just hoping she did her homework so she doesn't introduce, um, like for example, we have a black cat on earth 65 who's a musician we don't need her to introduce another felicia hardy when there was already one back in the latour run where she's still in jail yeah yeah i think it would be egregious especially um yeah with black cat um but it's uh it, it it i i'm filled with the nervousness at the moment um especially after because we're gonna get into shadow clones today but i am i am quite nervous about a lot of these like the approach here like because um they're they're swapping editors in and out there i and and they they don't appear like they 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 appear to try and pick up right the thing is i am complete i want to be clear here right i'm very fine with creatives coming in starting fresh they don't have to pick up all of the plot threads left dangling. I used to be very, very hard on that. I'm a lot more relaxed about it now. I don't expect that from a writer. If a writer has a particular story they want to tell, they should be able to tell that. They shouldn't have to immediately pick up the crisis that was left unfinished by their predecessor. Um, I do favor a yes and approach. That is my preference, I want to be clear. But I'm, I'm not a hardliner on it. But my issue is a lot of these books kind of pick up Gwen's story um, as if they had been reading the continuity, as if as if there is picking up these relationships. Um, but it's not really acknowledging everything that happened with Gwen versus Carnage that came out just two years ago, where Mary Jane literally became a supervillain because of how angry and upset she was with Gwen. And we never saw that reconciliation in that book. And we have seen Gwen multiple times. We've seen Mary Jane a couple of times now. And if this book is going to zero in on the Mary Janes, like what's going on there like what's happening are they friends are they not friends are they and to this day we don't know what happened to the storms after they essentially kicked her out of her home universe yeah there's there's really i think you know i i don't think there's been a real tackling of why gwen went to 616 gwen went to 616 because earth 65 got too dangerous for her to go to school in that's why she went to 616 there was no multiversal collapse there was no weird deal with the devil that transferred her like family to another unit there was none of that it was literally that gwen has the ability to access the multiverse so she uses earth 616 for her schooling 
that's all it is. There she can have a secret identity and whatever. Whereas on Earth-65, she has a public identity and she's subject to these supervillains that threaten her. And there's so little acknowledgement of that, really, I think, at this point now. Like, with the way these creatives... Like, to hear the creative be like, oh yeah, Gwen doesn't feel at home on Earth. Doesn't she? Like, why not? Like... Uh, not according to Melissa Flores. Yeah, like, I think a lot of creatives have got it into their head that Gwen needs to make the jump to Earth-616 like Miles did. You know, and I've made this argument before. Miles didn't need to make the jump to Earth-616, let alone Gwen, who, you know, very much Earth-65 is the appeal of Spider-Gwen comics. And we haven't seen that valued. We haven't seen any real appreciation for this reality. We've seen a lot of creatives come through it. But generally speaking, it's not their focus. It's not their desire to write about. And what we get are maybe nice Spider-Gwen comics. But we're lacking substantive, interesting things that use the unique visual um, and political environment that Earth-65 provides. Like, it has this big police state. It has, like, supervillains are are the, are the dominant... They're running everything on Earth-65. Um, and um, Gwen has a very dark past. She's made a lot of bad choices on Earth-65. She maybe has a very controversial reputation. There's, there's so much to explore and engage with. Um, it's a lot grungier. It's a lot more punk. It's a lot more dystopian. It's, it's, there's so many things to use. None of that is being carried over into Spider-Gwen comics. And that worries me because it's less about continuity at this point And it's more about, is this person actually an enjoyer of Spider-Gwen? Yeah. Like, do they appreciate this universe? Because it's, and, and one of the things that really came through watching across the Spider-Verse is that they kind of did have that to some degree. They had read these comics and they'd kind of understood the vibe that the world that is around Gwen should have. It should be this abstract kind of fluid dynamic where she's having this difficult relationship with the police and the public. And um, it, it's 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 maybe she makes some bad calls and maybe people get hurt. And I, I there's not enough of that, I don't think. And and I really that is what I'm looking for from Spider Gwen on tour. Um, that if, if I want to see something that really engages with that, because the setting that this is describing, that of her going on tour on Earth-65, provides ample opportunity to do all of that. In fact, I think it would be a seriously missed opportunity if they don't. And that's my rant. Um, I, am I missing? I feel like another thing has happened with Spider-Gwen news that I've forgotten. Um, the only thing I could think of is uh, um, Across the Spider-Verse is now available on digital. Yeah, actually, uh, that was it. That is out now. You can go watch Across the Spider-Verse in the comfort of your own home. And this also means uh, that we will, uh, in if not our next one, but the one after, we will record an episode uh, reviewing and discussing Across the Spider-Verse. But we're actually w waiting for the physical release, which is actually going to be next month. So... Oh, sorry, physical release. My bad, sorry. Yeah, because I'd much rather get the physical release rather than just watching it on digital. Yeah, um, do you know what date that is? September, uh, 5th. 
Well, there you go. So, um, actually, I, I imagine, yeah. So, uh, not the next episode, but the one after that, we will be reviewing the whole film there and, and discussing our thoughts on that because we actually haven't done that yet for as much as it has yeah. influenced things here on the podcast. So. Yeah, I think we'll um, do that as part of one of our September episodes or just push it to October because yeah. we got nothing for October and November so far because on tours in December, we have her upcoming annual for Contents of Chaos in september but yeah, anyway yeah i think we should dive into today's read yeah how long we've we been discussing news and reviews oh my days it's been 20 minutes so yes i think it's definitely time to to talk about what we're reading today uh we are reading the final issue of spider gwen shadow clones we have read the previous four issues um and this is now spider gwen shadow clones number five it's brand new ghost spider gwen 65 material uh, it's written by emily kim and it's got art by, and this is a bit of a doozy, we've got art by Kay Zama, who has been the artist on this, fill-in artist with Jeffo, um, and also has inks by Oren Jr., Bellardino, Brabo, Brabo, mm-hmm. and Jeffo, I presume, who is inking Jeffo's own work. And also colours by Triona Farrell. Um, I was really rooting for Kay Zama, I was really hoping that they could... They could power through this mini series, but it looks like looks like it got a little bit too much at the end. <laughs> but yeah, Jeffo only had to do five pages, so like Keizama, they were able to finish the majority of it. Yes, so there were there were five pages in this that look very different, and then it goes back to Keizama. So uh, what we do before every single time we read we we review even an issue we read our synopsis here this is a brief summary of what goes on in the comic so that it gets us all on the same page um we do however encourage everybody to read spider gwen shadow clones number five um it will be available on comicsology marvel unlimited uh probably soon ish and you know other places on the internet uh but we always recommend ordering from your local comic book store Always, always prioritize them. If you're going to spend money on comic books, let it be at your local comic book store. So, without any further ado, uh, let's get into the synopsis. Um, so, I'll begin. It reads, Sanguen and Gwenok quickly dispatch their prison guard, Rygwen, but are swiftly confronted by Vulture Gwen and Craven Gwen. Still unable to get through to them with their mind-controlling halos intact, Sanguen opts to just KO them outright before moving on. They discover the room where the Gwen Doomsday device has Spider-Gwen locked up. Lila electrifies the floor, but Gwen Ock pulls her away from the controls. While Lila grapples with Gwen Ock, San-Gwen smashes the controls of the machine, releasing Spider-Gwen. It's too late to stop the machine, however, as it's already locked onto Spider-Gwen's biosignature and is targeting Gwen's across the multiverse. The still mind-controlled Gwens return to the fray and start fighting with their counterparts again. The good Gwens have the upper hand, but not enough to stop Lila from getting to the activation switch still intact on the machine and activating the weapon. It immediately throws every Gwen in the multiverse into a state of extreme pain as it begins the mass extermination process. Spider-Gwen and San-Gwen both make attempts to fight past the now-gloating Lila to destroy the machine but to no avail as it's too resilient. The situation forces Gwen-Ock to grab and destroy multiple conduits throughout the machine causing a massive energy feedback through her. This move stops the extermination in its tracks, but fatally wounds Gwen Ock and causes a huge detonation that Sand Gwen shields the other Gwens from. 
Lila is nowhere to be seen as Gwenok gives some parting encouragement to Gwen and her crusade as a hero, even if it carries a high cost before passing away. Spider-Gwen and her remaining clones hold a modest funeral for Gwen Ock before agreeing to go their separate ways as they each realize they need to explore themselves out of Spider-Gwen. Mary Jane returns from her trip and is angry with Gwen for not watering her plants like she says she would, but Gwen is just relieved to see her again and vows to be a good friend again. Gwen seeks out Reed Richards to apologize for what happened with his kidnapping and offers to stay out of his life, but he insists on remaining her friend despite the risks. Gwen is able to return to her life, continue her relationship with Matteo, and is renewed in her confidence, even as she realized that she must now hunt down Lila. And this has been the end of Gwen's clone saga, which is a much better clone saga than the original. Every clone saga has been Gwen's clone saga. All of them. I'm not going to lie. She's she's like in all of them. Um, but at least she doesn't have to go through this identity crisis of uh, contemplating whether or not if she's the real deal or the clone. Oh, goodness. You know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, they, they have time. Um... But yeah, so uh, this was um, yeah. I, I was I thought this was a bit anticlimactic compared to the rest of the book. I I have to admit I was um, yeah. It 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 feels like they kind of lost a bit of steam there yeah. at the end. I felt like if issue four was revised a little bit to not just be an exposition piece on Lila, then it could have been a little bit uh, uh much more readable. Yeah, I think they could have they could have cut up bits of the exposition with more of the fighting from this like they could have they could have merged the two a bit maybe i don't know i i just um i don't i don't know if this one had a lot to say really i, I mean just just reading because there is an end monologue that is very nice um and it has some good lines in it like i like the um there's a bit where gwen says if there's anything i've learned from this is that we all have a little villain and is who says that so wrong i mean there's some nice lines in it but it's not like I mean, it's not like we haven't already seen that from Gwen. Like, I feel like we've seen Gwen. Like, she's kind of done. Like, I don't. I you know. I don't know if it really has anything to add in the same way that Gwenverse did. I think it's supposed to serve as the same sentiment when Finale died in Gwen's arms from the last series. Yeah, I I think there is something to be said about Gwen being concerned about the losses that she takes fighting as spider gwen because obviously that is what caused lila to become the supervillain that she is and also what caused gwenok to die at the end is just that obviously they're engaged in this kind of this fight against supervillainy um and obviously she's right to be concerned about that but if that is the theme of this book it's not well linked together i don't like they haven't they, they only introduced this theme really as a concern for gwen in the last two issues and they haven't linked it to stuff like peter's death or whatever you know no from what i heard um there was an article from marvel.com interviewing emily kim about the miniseries and she said that um uh her message is just to uh get gwen to have um close relationships again because outside of her work friends in the web warriors and in the order of the web uh, she doesn't have that many close female friendships because her relationship with mj is sort of love hate so it's more or less about um her um learning how to open up to others again or in other words, doing friends again. Yeah, 
I, I, and the thing is, right, like, I, I really would feel that, but like, it's, again, I mean, not to get to kind of go back to what we're talking about during the news segment, like, it's like they haven't read Gwenverse, which just came out, and was, and honestly, like, and it's not to say that they, they, they can't try and do the concept again, but Gwenverse, I really felt like, Gwenverse was a lot tighter with that theme of self-love and, and being able to be, you know, friends and open up, right? Like, Gwenverse was a much, much sharper book with that. And this book kind of, like, was doing the same thing, but not in the same way. Like, it was kind of all over the place in terms of how it attacked that theme, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I felt like Gwenverse, it was more um, about, like, learning how to let go of her self-loathing of herself just to learn how to accept all of the good and bad qualities of herself. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I guess... Um, it just I and, and this is kind of my issue here is that like Shadow Cleanse it doesn't even have like it, it kind of it, it brings only a part of what Gwenverse managed to do with and it's the same amount of time, it's the same amount of pages. I don't I, I'm I'm just a little bit disappointed because like if if you have a sequel series, like, because clearly it's supposed to be a sequel series that they're using the cloning gimmick again then I, I really feel like it, it should be kind of an expansion of what the previous one was. But it's kind of, they just, they change up the gimmick a bit, you know, it's villains, not heroes. And, and then they just, you know, I don't know if they had a lot else they really wanted to do with this book. And I just, I think it's a bit of a shame because I don't think that they would have had to have worked very hard with what they have introduced here to do more with Gwen being specifically concerned about the people that die on her sort of crusade, right? Because... They, you know, literally all of the clones at the end of Gwenverse die all of them die like and to to see her get sad about Gwen Ock and talk about how she's so deeply affected by that you'd be like this happened fourfold in like an arc ago I, I, I just I'm a little bit like it just it feels very disjointed to read and it 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 it, it might work on its own like if you had never read any of the Spider Gwen literature before but I just I I don't know you know yeah I guess uh probably it's um you know witnessing firsthand Gwen Ock die in her arms because of something she felt responsible for it's like um going through what she did with Peter all over again. Yeah, and, and I was really shocked they didn't make that link because to read it, it feels really, really stark. You've got quite this very violent kind of death. Gwen is very present for it. Um, she's very affected by it. Peter's not referenced, and I was really surprised because obviously that is that is the foundational sin in Gwen's origin and, and philosophy. And I don't know, I, I, I'm just a little bit... Like, I wish they had spent more time on the female friends angle from, like, maybe issues two and three, and they had really massaged that into the rest of the, the arc, because I felt like they had a really strong opener, but then they just, they haven't quite delivered in the way they they could have done. They didn't, they didn't do their earlier work justice here, with the writing at least. Um, which is which is a real shame because I think that there were interesting things to say about the particular kinds of grief and guilt that you feel if you know you're a very I don't know high profile vigilante like Gwen is you know 
I want to take a little pivot here and before we get into our um, other thoughts is uh, let's take a look at the Stacy Swear Jar. Oh, yeah. What is the Stacy Swear Jar? It's been a while. So um, every time uh, Gwen cusses, you know, every time the uh, letterer puts in these uh, special symbols because, you know, she's very prone to have a potty mouth. So um, we tally each time that she cusses. So... In here, when uh, she was being affected by the transmitter, she was like, I have to destroy the transmitter. God, this hurts like fuck. And so far, the total, $46 in the jar. 46 swears. That used to be such a high proportion. It's, it's such a shame. Well, when the tour wrote her, I think um he made her cuss like at least... 30 times yeah like like the fact that two-thirds of that is the latour that's so funny yeah um and now it yeah. seems like gwen gets only at least one a year so they have to make it count yeah they really do they really really do um but yeah nice to have a little return of the stacy swear jar um i'm gonna i'm gonna try and pivot a bit from my earlier complaints and just kind of build on i liked the one page with reed richards quite a bit where they establish the agency with his kind of friendship with Gwen. I really enjoy this this page here where she's obviously feeling really guilty about Gwen Arc and she's and he's a child, to be clear, Reed sixty five is a child of indeterminate age because they keep changing it. Um, well, in party people, I think he was supposed to be 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 14 as of the last um, well-considered Spider-Gwen comic. And he's, he, he like, Gwen kind of gives him the opportunity to friend break up. But then he, like, insists, you know, like, I want to be your friend, you know? And I quite enjoyed that. Um, I will say there's there's a lot of work to be done, I think, to bring Reed 65 up from being kind of a magical kind of character they come to for for tech solutions but i feel like they have done a decent job with it in this arc this is the most i will say shadow clones has probably done more than one thing with reed 65 that wasn't like ah yes can you solve our it um which I have enjoyed because I don't enjoy that role for him because he seems like such an interesting character for like to be a child and to have have su- such a sort of violent kind of uh, start to his life and to actually not really have powers yet. Very interesting character. I'm um, very keen to see if hopefully that is built on in the future maybe they'll do more stuff with read 65 that's um a bit more well considered assuming if uh, gwen gets another ongoing after on tour because she's she's long overdue for one even though yet we have a um sustainable amount in these minis like just to keep her going Mm. uh everyone needs an ongoing yeah because how like how spider boy and awk as superior spidey both of them are getting ongoings yeah um i'm I'm actually i I am quite disappointed i was pleased to see that uh jessica drew has gone ongoing but yeah definitely it's it's at the point now where like i really don't think the mini series a year model is sustainable if there isn't proper continuity yeah. between them and i and i've come to appreciate having a consistent ongoing and creative team as a way of allowing 
longer story arcs to be drawn out because because yeah i do like the stuff with reed richards is, is kind of pleasant is a pleasant surprise because they've managed to build on earlier characterizations of reed richards well here where maybe they haven't managed to do the same for gwen um or mary jane so yeah that's kind of like they've kind of taken into consideration his earlier appearances but then i guess those appearances were, were so weak to begin with that it wasn't like the hardest thing to do yeah. that like it was you know and i'm kind of, i'm kind of finding it a little worrisome if um um god forbid that she um gets shoved into a a random character supporting cast who has no ties to her like it's so random how kamala was put into peter supporting cast um anya in black widows natasha recently has joined venom supporting cast so what's next gwen joins the guardians of the galaxy actually i would read that book yeah i i would as well i feel like venom has done time like venom did time in guardians galaxy they had a uh, flash thompson venom like it, ca- it can be done like i feel like guardians lends themselves to it um if it's a team book that is fine. I think it's completely fine if Gwen joins, like, Web Warriors, whatever, right? That's all cool. The issue with Kamala Khan was she was in a solo character's book. She wasn't in a Peter Parker and Kamala Khan Save the World book, which, um, actually, I think they have done a team-up book together before in the past. Yeah, they've done Marvel um, team-up before. Yeah, Marvel, they've done a Marvel team. Marvel team up is different, right? A team up book is different. Crossover books are different. But when you have a solo character that brings in, uh, like a character who was previously in a solo title as kind of a secondary character, there is a problem which occurs where the character who has the the book title gains, um, essentially a, a bias in the writing, essentially just by virtue of being the main character and the one that that writer wants to write they kind of have a it's a black hole effect that goes on it's very bad with very very popular characters like peter where you can have a fully developed fully fleshed out multiple runs behind a kamala khan who goes into that book is killed off and none of her supporting cast are there and none of her book sort of kind of considerations are taken taken into the writing process and you have what is a very weird out of body story about a character who maybe really shouldn't be there like it wasn't a ms marvel spider-man team up book it was a oh ms marvel is now spider-man sidekick and she's going to sacrifice herself for mary jane and it just it was a very strange sequence to read it, it could have been done well just not in a book called amazing spider-man so yeah like i would share your concern if gwen ended up in amazing spider-man honestly yeah no, she showed up in Nick Spencer's ASM a lot. Yeah, I mean, and I think in all of those appearances, I, I, you know, I have, I have pretty serious notes. I think maybe the start of the Last Remains arc, there was some really good speaking moments that she had, but then the moment they did the thing where they all got turned into demons for Peter to fight again, it's the same sort of thing. It's this weird kind of like, like, does this character need to be here? Is this how they need to be doing this? Is this a respectful? consideration of a character in this situation yeah my concern is mostly just towards her getting shoved into someone else's cast that's just completely random yeah and i just um like if jessica drew is going to get an ongoing um i think you know maybe you could do a bit of sidekick stuff have gwen in there it's just it's a lot harder to massage in there and there has to 
there has to be a desire to kind of step up and really take care of the character, you know, because I, I, I think, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's, um, I think a good way of keeping a character alive if editorial don't want to give them a book is to, is to do this, you know, like I think, um, hazmat in kelly thompson's captain marvel run is a really good example of this there's there's a few times where like maybe a character can fit into a sidekick role uh for a time i, d- I just it's not a permanent place they should be in but um i think uh, we're probably due for um a spider women reunion or a spider women 2 yeah um it's it's kind of shocking they haven't um with how much they have avoided giving the spider women like the original spider women team up proper solo books recently um yeah i they're due something you know i don't like a web warriors or a spider women comic or a, or an anything comic just to kind of catch all of these characters that people are are interested in um especially after across the spider-verse the spider-verse corner of marvel feels kind of starved at the moment um especially because end of the spider-verse simply just it didn't have the luster that maybe people wanted from a Spider-Verse story. No. Um, you know? Yeah, and um, the series finale of um, Dan Slott's Spider-Man is actually, like, as of this recording, going to be next week because all of those plot elements are going to be carried over to the upcoming Superior ongoing, which Dan Slott's going to be writing again. He's reunited with Mark Bagley. So whatever um, he was going to use had his adjective list um went past number 11 he's gonna repurpose all of that in superior yeah um at least it's not a peter parker book anymore um yeah you could really cook with superior i think you know but while in the realm of superior i noticed that when uh, gwen ock was dying the speech that we sh- she was giving it's so eerily similar to peter's speech when he was dying in uh, Otto's body during the dying wish arc. Well, that's quite interesting. That is, yeah, because you know she's uh, trying to give Gwen a pep talk about how um, uh, she should learn to accept being the villain in someone else's story, and if she feels too guilty about that, she should use the power that she gets from her friend's support and the guilt that she carries to press on. So that's a really good catch. I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't get that homage, but uh, but yeah, no, I see it now. Yeah, it was. Pretty much more or less the same spiel that Peter gave Ock. Yeah, well, that was really neat. That I, I think it was. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It's. It. It was. A, it was a. It was a very sad moment. Um, I was kind of expecting to kill off more of the Gwens. Frankly, I'm surprised that three of them made three, four, four, four of them, four of them made it out of there in one piece. Yeah, I think yeah, Ock would have had the most impact because uh, well, she was the very first clone that Gwen befriended. Yeah. Um, she's been the one who has had the most speaking and and writing and development, which is kind of a shame. She is really the only one that I would have been like, yeah, let's bring her yeah. back. Let's make her a villain or, or an ally or something in the next big sort of showdown. But um, and, yeah, last yeah. issue implied that I think Gwen Ock might have had too much of Gwen's DNA and brain patterns because that's why Lila had to mind control her. Yeah, I um no it was it was a very uh nice subversion 
um, to have Gwenok turn out to be like the good one who sacrifices herself because the book could, had been kind of, they'd been kind of teasing like, oh yeah, she's so villainy with her language and she's so, she's so like wanting to take over the world, um, sort of kind of vibes like Doc Ock had. Um, but as it turns out, she out of all of them, uh, was the one who who committed to the to the most selfless action. Really, I um, yes. I was quite impressed by by that sort of twist that came in there. Yeah, I felt like them. If it weren't um, Aquan that was up for the chopping block, I think uh, there would have been um, more plausible um, Gwen's to serve as the uh, self sacrificial lamb. Like um, because it required. Uh, simultaneous system failures to destroy the transmitter. So let's say Vulture, she could have used her bombs to destroy everything at once. Um, yeah, San Gwen, she could have just created a giant tornado and Craven, uh, like whatever weapons she has in her belt. Yeah. But I think Gwen Ock made the most sense. Um, for sure. I, I um, yeah, no, I, I really felt like they. They honestly had more villains than maybe, uh, maybe more, sorry, maybe specific, more villain clones than they needed. I think they could have pared it down to like three um, and work with that because they didn't have the full Sinister Six here. So like they, you know, it's not like they were, they were trying to meet like that kind of number or anything. Like they could have, they, they really didn't have time for for five characters to be introduced. If it was a true Gwen Sinister Six, I think that would have been considered an orgy. Yeah, uh, 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 I don't. I don't know if it would be. Uh, uh, I don't know if well, that's the word I would use. <laughs> character orgy, like <laughs> if Last Remains had. Be- Remember how Ben Riley was supposed to be in Last Remains, but they cut him out. Yeah, I. Uh, it. it um, I do. I do. I do remember that being discussed. Uh, yeah. Um. Certainly. So it's um, kind of like that. It's because uh, one too many is considered a character orgy. <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a hell of a term to use. But yeah, absolutely, you could say that it, it would be an orgy with six. Um, but uh, what, well, uh, what I would say is, um, I, I felt that like, Sand Gwen was interesting. Felt like she was very much her own character she gets an apartment yeah and how does she even get an apartment in the first place because she needs to pass the credit check she doesn't have a social security number um what else is also there and um i don't know the american customs of how to get an apartment it's new york so i imagine you have to like climb over like 20 people to to get to the apartment viewing unless she stole the money yeah, she could honestly. Yeah, honestly, that's probably like pay for it with cash. Um, but it's it's yeah, they they kind of do this thing with Sand Gwen, Rai Gwen, Vulture Gwen, or I saw somebody use the term Gwulcher, and and there's Craven Gwen. All of these Gwens, they are alive on Earth sixty five and are choosing to be separate from Spider Gwen and her life as kind of a means of self-exploration and actualization, which to me was surprising. I, I thought they were just going to kill off or write off these characters because, like, we, we've spoken a lot about, like, loose ends on Earth-65 that just kind of never really get, like, picked up. But, like, the idea that out there in, in a zoo somewhere, 
Craven Gwen is running the show and it just sort of doesn't come up. I was surprised of that decision to have her become a zookeeper because um Craven the hunter it's in the job description she's supposed to hunt but because I was thinking before they decided to make her a zookeeper that I don't know she starts up her own reality hunting tv show like in the ultimate comics just like what ultimate Craven yeah yeah i i mean i I could see that honestly zookeeper is a lot friendlier like it's a lot nicer like i i think maybe that's a bit more of a wholesome end for craven gwen um i think one of the things they wanted to do here was actively avoid making any of these four characters uh i suppose gwen because any of the five villain gwens actually villains and wanted them to just have kind of their own maybe their own agendas but certainly not none of them malicious in any way yeah like vulture she's just exploring the world yeah there's a panel of her at the grand canyon and i just you know like i'm surprised nobody took anybody's phone number if i were to write a spider gwen comic this absolutely would be something i didn't want to acknowledge like i i fully i would i would fully appreciate if whoever writes the next gwen comic goes oh yeah i'm not i'm just not going to tackle the thing where there's you know four twins of of gwen going about the 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 earth um you know but for fun if they really wanted to spook some people they can pull a shining was pulling a shining you know the two twins from the shining yeah oh okay what they could be creepy twins yeah, just to, uh, just to scare some people because, you know, they still have uh, the villain's brain patterns. So if they want to uh, get into something mischievous. They definitely seem like they would be fun at Halloween. They could definitely do a, a good shining cosplay. But it would be awkward for Rhino Gwen to explain that um, what she is, she's not wearing a costume. Yeah, well, well, that's that's the eternal question that is... Um, I think the last character that we haven't discussed is, um, Dr. Lila Bennett. She just escapes? You know, this kind of made sense to me that Lila would escape the blast and kind of, like, I feel like this is a good trope. I kind of love the trope of big explosion, villain disappears, they're potentially out there for a future. I kind of love that trope. I'm kind of a sucker for it. So I, I was really intrigued by the last page which says that now Gwen is is going to look for Lila. That's her next mission, is that she's going to look for Lila Bennett and find this person to stop her. I, I thought that was very intriguing. Now they have the means for um, uh, for her to meet up with the Jackal. If those two ever uh, just cross paths one day, just out of the blue, because you have the um, original Clone Saga villain, and then now you've introduced... Uh, someone who has cloning technology that could still be uh um have ways to go yeah um there's lila bennett the jackal both storm siblings mj's just with an asterisk right there which um i kind of noticed that with gwenverse and in this series uh mj just shows up at issue one and issue five just to criticize gwen yeah uh, i don't really like that for her um, if it's not going to be a, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's not ideal. Is it, it, it wasn't the best use of MJ. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's kind of very played out. Because until, uh, the symbiote, uh, rears its head again. Mm. Um, for real. 
yeah are, are we just gonna put mj with the, uh, like an asterisk in the villains that we need resolution towards there's so many um his man wolf yeah with uh... the storms it's my head canon that maybe the maker just kidnapped them because uh uh, he wants to make an evil Fantastic Four because back in Party People, he was keeping tabs on Sue and Johnny for a little bit. Yeah, I was really intrigued to see what Maguire wanted to do there. But obviously, like, Donny Cates had plans for the maker and th- those those took precedent. And they neglected to tell her. Yeah, and then they didn't use the maker for a very long time because obviously Donny Cates took that time off and uh, we wish him a speedy recovery. Um, and the maker is now in Ultimate Invasion. Is it Ultimate Invasion? Yeah. Uh, by Jonathan Hickman. So if, if anyone here read Party People and were quite intrigued by the maker and whatever, he is, like, you can go kind of read the storyline that he got scooped up to go do instead of Ghost Spider in Ultimate Invasion, which is, uh, an incredibly expensive comic. It's like $8, but you can go read that. And he he's in there, uh, sort of doing doing his thing with Miles now, so that that's interesting. Yeah, I heard he's trying to create a new Ultimate Universe. Like it's not even sixteen ten anymore. Now it's Earth um sixty one sixty that he's trying to rebuild in his own image. He's been trying to create his own like utopian civilization that he runs for donkey's years. Um, but yeah, I think um. Does that conclude the main body of of comments we had and thoughts? Yeah. So we do actually have two comments uh, via uh, Twitter, uh, now X for some reason. No, we're still calling it Twitter because we don't give two shits about what Space Karen is rebranding it. We're still calling it Twitter. Yeah. um, It's it's a very strange rebranding. Honestly, I'm, I'm looking at maybe... Moving over to a different platform for my social media ring. I've been using Reddit a lot more lately. Um, and I say that, but I forgot to put the post up to actually get comments on Reddit. But um, yeah, anyway, so the comments that we have on the site formerly known as Twitter are, uh, we have one from at Exiles of Krakoa, and they say, it was so good and I can't wait to maybe meet more Gwens from the multiverse later in life. Um, followed by emojis that give uh, a kind of uh, implicit meaning to the rest of this tweet. So... Um, yeah, uh... I feel like we've had enough multiverse, Gwen, for, um, like, for one year. We do. What I would say is, well, like, none of the Gwens we've had from Gwenverse or Shadow Clans have technically been multiverse Gwens. They've either been produced by a dimensional anomaly or through genetic engineering and, and biomechanics, so... It's just all of the other multiversal Gwens that Lila was targeting that are actually purely multiversal. Like President Gwen, for example, I think one of the jokes I made off the air was that maybe one of her policies is extra safety precautions on bridges. Yes. Yeah, no, certainly. Um, I uh, I don't support, you know, like pr- presidents or really America as a concept or something um, or oh, something i just came <laughs> up with um <laughs> like all chiropractors must be licensed <laughs> oh no yeah yeah the entire business like if you tried to regulate chiropractic it would just go out of business no all, all, it's, it's all it's all it's all it's all specifically made up. once we do necks <laughs> yeah the neck the neck stuff that's 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 some grim yeah yeah so i we could speculate all day about what president gwen would do damn 
Yeah, I would, it should be it should be the first first American president to go. Maybe 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 defunding the police is a good idea. Um. Anyway, um, uh, we have another comment from at Birds of Flame. Uh, I said Birds of Flame. It's Birds underscore of underscore flame. Uh, which was they killed off my girly. Should have been Gualcha for real. Yeah, no, I feel I I feel like Doc Ock was the only one that I really bonded with out of this. So so I I do feel the pain um in this in this message. Yeah, and I guess um out of the uh, five, other than San Gwen, um Doc Ock was the most heroic. Like even uh with her genetic template, you know Doc Ock still has the potential to be good, even though um he reverted back to his previous status quo before Superior. Yeah. Yeah, Doctor Octopus is a very past like twenty years of Doctor Octopus have been very back and forth. So, yeah, I think um, have we do do we have uh, some final thoughts to give, final opinions even on the Shadow Clones miniseries? Like, how do we feel about this? Yeah, having discussed it now, I feel like that Shadow Clones as a whole because yeah, you know, before reading this last week, I went back the first four issues. Like all in all, I felt like it was um. It was a pretty fun clone saga. Well, more tolerable clone saga than all of the previous ones because, you know, there's no creep to, you know, clone her. But, um, yeah, there's no weird sexual component to it. Yeah, but I'm just, um, in terms of character development, um, yeah, even though that this was Emily Kim's way for Gwen to open up to her friends again or, um, even just accepting more friends into her circle and learn to accept being the villain because you know that's something she's been grappling with because all of the guilt that she carried all the way back from uh peter's death to uh like even losing more people along the way like because she lost billy even though that wasn't really her fault losing billy but you know she still felt guilty over it because um she was hallucinating his ghost back in the uh the mcguire era yeah, that happens to the best of us. Yeah, and you know, she also lost her alternate heroic selves in the last series. She felt kind of guilty about that too. So that way, you know, she's kind of regressed into the loner state, thinking that it's best to push people away rather than just being open. And I felt mm. like that this mini uh, kind of gave her uh, the chance to open up to others again and that, that it's okay uh, to accept the bad qualities of yourself. Yeah, I, I, I certainly, I, I, I definitely feel the same in terms of like that. The way the theming has carried over. So obviously, Gwenverse was about like making friends and self love through the sort of like cloning gimmick, whereas this one is about making friends and kind of being okay with the loss inherent to having friends, um, because you know, obviously you lose them one way or another, um, and. Um, kind of coming to terms with that in in a healthy way, um, but th they just they didn't make those links. They didn't connect it well to obviously previous, very very recent happenstances of Gwen losing allies, um, such as with the uh, hero clones from the Gwenverse series. But also just kind of failed to draw that theming in with the rest of the miniseries. Like did they could they should have come out of the gate with Gwen regretting the loss of 
either you know like what happened with the Bennets or or what happened with Gwenverse, something like that. They didn't link it back to Peter or Billy or anything like that either. Um, I think there was a lot of really interesting thing done with. I enjoyed like the kind of the girls hanging out stuff from the first three issues it was really fun and interesting. I think they did a stand up job with that stuff, but they they didn't carry that through for the last two issues. They kind of pivot to talking about this kind of theme about you know is Gwen truly righteous if like people are dying adjacent to kind of her activities. Um, and obviously the answer I think like to a large extent is yes. Like she is still like you know like doing the right thing and a lot of the risks being taken are you know and and also her making the effort to you know talk to like reed like making sure like you know there's a level of consent from her allies in in kind of her efforts but yeah just generally speaking like that as a theme works it just it wasn't threaded through well enough and that's really my issue here coming away from it it doesn't feel like it had a huge amount to say because what it does have to say is very very quiet with i think in the end there and I think one more point I need to add is um, uh, what was the point of Mateo and all this? Because I felt like if he wasn't there, everything would still turn out exactly the same. If they put half the amount of energy that they put into pairing Gwen off in awkward dates and romances with men that they do into her relationships with the Mary Janes or any of her pre-existing characters or... You know, I don't know. Like, it just, it doesn't, it it, it hasn't landed. Mateo hasn't landed. None of these, no, Kosei didn't land. None of these, even Harry Osborn, right? All of this weird, like, oh yeah, let's go on a date. Like, they've done it, like, at least three or four times now. Every single time. It's been very strange and weird. And this isn't because I'm a Gwen MJ shipper. However, I would say that there, there are much more earned ways of going about doing a romance like this, like, bringing a character in, having them be a part of the, the cast. It's so much energy spent on Mateo when they had such a small budget in the amount of pages they had here. Very strange choices um, in terms of how they kind of scattershot went about attacking kind of Gwen's life and, and the things they wanted to say here. Yeah, that's pretty much the entire point that I had to make. But yeah, uh, should I wrap up the podcast here then are we uh i'll wrap up the podcast episode not the whole podcast um <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh next time we'll be reading the other issue that we missed while we were away it is what if dark spider gwen number one this is an issue that is is just one shot it's a continuation of the what if brand um it's about a universe where uh, peter parker dies Gwen decides to become a vigilante, makes some mistakes, and accidentally maybe creates some supervillains. Um, that isn't Earth-65. It's a different one. Um, and uh, we're going to explore that. Uh, when it's It's got a story concept by Jerry Conway. It's written by Jody Hauser. And I can't remember the rest of the creative team off my uh, head. Artist by Ramon F. Box. And the colorist is uh, D. Canife. Thank you very much, Abigail. Um, yeah, so we will be reading that. So we're going to put links in the description for where to buy and read What If Dark Spider Gwen number one, as well as our reading list, which I have updated. Um, and uh, like just comicsology more generally. Um, remember, Marvel Limited is the cheapest way to legally buy comics. Uh, check your local comic book store, check your local library, um, uh, including Hoopla as well to see if any of these comics are available to you uh and please read 
what if Dark Spider Gwen number one? Send in your thoughts. Uh, what do you think? Are you, you know, like, did you think it was good? Did you think it was bad? Because, you know, it, I've, I've, we've read it, you know. <laughs> what cover did you get? Yeah, what cover did you, which, which, which Gregland stencil did you buy? Um, no, and um, I bought Rose Besh's cover, which is like yes. much miles better than Gregland. Yes, yes, really. The bar is on the floor of 2014. Um, and uh, please follow us on X at GS Groupies. And no, email it's Twitter. Oh. I don't care. <laughs> and email ghostbydegroupies at gmail.com um, if you have any questions, any reviews, any any interesting things you want to throw us our way. What do you think of the podcast? What do you think of, what do you think of, of our vibe here today? Also, please support us on Ko-fi because uh, Podbean has a little subscription thing that costs us like 60 quid every year so if you can send us some money on Kofi, that would help supplement that cost uh thank you very much i've been pax and i've been abigail have a good day all right bye